You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is Nikayla back again with another solo episode. And today's episode is all about how rejection led me to be a side hustle pro and how what was seemingly negative experiences has actually been a blessing in my life and why I feel like we should all invest time in ourselves and create a side hustle because it can be so, so very empowering. So I touched a little bit on my own experiences leading up to starting this podcast in the first intro episode, but it was very short and brief because I was just, you know, introing myself and letting you guys get to know me. But I want to go a little bit more in depth into that story today because it in so many ways has defined me over the past two years and it has led me to be a, a greater version of myself and what's oftentimes viewed as negative and failure can actually really be a positive. It can really be your best asset. I touched on that a little bit with my last guest, Emily De La Cruz, and I want to touch on it even more because it can't be stated enough, you guys. Like, I spent almost a year and change of my life being ashamed of something that I'm going to talk about proudly tonight because that's how much of a benefit it has been to my life. And it's also been my greatest asset because, again, it's made me greater. So let me jump right into it. So for those of you who don't know, um, I received my MBA from the University of Michigan Ross School of Business, Go Blue, and um, I graduated in 2015. So in the summer of 2014, between my first and second years, I interned. I had my MBA internship and I interned at Google out in Mountain View. I worked in the ad sales division and my role for the summer, I was with a team and I jumped right in to help with a project to basically increase investment in Google ads. That's the long and short of it. That is what ad sales is all about, right? To increase the amount of sales that you're making with your clients. So I was a part of the team working really hard, getting to know um, how ad sales works, getting to know how to be valuable to clients, and also how to mesh and bond with teams at Google, like found myself riding bikes and, you know, trying to fit in and do the things people do, um, learned all sorts of quirky things, like Although there are all these cool spots around the building where you can sit and do work, which is awesome for me because I cannot think at a desk. I cannot think in a cubicle. So um, not that we had cubicles, but we had these close desks where you were literally like, I don't know, like two feet away from your nearest coworker. And it was just um, a really close proximity. So although we had all these cool areas, it was kind of, you know, seen as a taboo to go work away from your team. Like you visibility, FaceTime does count. 
So little quirks like that, getting to know. And after a while, I felt like, okay, I know the ropes around here. I am syncing and vibing with clients. Um, my team also gave me a peer bonus. And a peer bonus is when your team recognizes your great work and rewards you with a little bonus in your check. And also, you know, it goes on file with HR and all that good stuff. So to receive that as an intern was really a good thing. And I was really impressed and proud. And I left that internship feeling like, all right, I, I think there's a strong chance that I'm going to get the full time offer. Um, but when you leave for the summer, I don't know if they've changed this, but you don't know if you have the offer when you leave. You find out once you get back on campus. So went back to Ross in late August, early September jumped right back into the scene because I was just so happy to not be back in the real world yet and to have another year just to um, be with my friends and and hide from the real world and still was in contact with my recruiter, you know, trying to get updates on if I had the offer and all that good stuff. But they were like, no, no, we're still doing all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. We don't know yet. So October comes around and I go on fall break with Moyo, my then boyfriend, now fiance. We're in Miami on fall break, about to go to the beach. And I get this call. It's my Google recruiter. And I think, oh, cool. I'll take this call because I just knew it was going to be good news, right? But as soon as I get on the call, I know from her voice and her tone that this is going to be bad news. And sure enough, it is. Uh, she's calling to tell me that as much as the team liked me, yada, 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 you know how it goes. I didn't get the offer. And at that moment, I just remember, I don't remember much else of what was said. I just remember getting off the phone and just dissolving into tears on the bathroom floor and Moyo having to pick me up off the floor. And I mean, I look back and I cringe at this with embarrassment and I can't believe I'm sharing it with people, but... One, we're all friends now. And two, I'm not ashamed of this anymore because, you know, one, you're going to experience moments like this because when your destiny, when your life and career are in the hands of other people, then you can't control whether or not you get accepted or rejected. And that's why I've completely kind of abandoned that mentality, right? So that's number one. Like you can't really control what happens when it's up to someone else. And two, I look back now and I see that that was really the beginning of my greatest blessing. But it was also a moment of extreme confusion for me. So after that moment, it was October. When I got back to school, I realized that there was nothing else I really wanted to recruit for. Like I wanted to work for a forward thinking company who was at the, on the cutting edge of digital marketing. And, you know, I started looking mainly at tech firms, which um, don't recruit as much on um, MBA campuses. And so it was a harder recruiting cycle, no matter what. And I just didn't fit in a lot of buckets. Like I had explored marketing because again, marketing was my thing, but I was kind of disappointed and not really as, as interested in the brand marketing path because I was so focused on digital and social marketing. And a lot of those roles were more traditional marketing, which I was just not enthused about. So I realized that, hey, I don't fit into these buckets. And also I'd already applied to study abroad, got accepted. So I did what anyone else in my position would do. And I just went ahead and left for Barcelona and (laughs) didn't think much about that. Yeah, I did some informationals and research and, and, you know, submitted my resumes online. But 
I was not hardcore um, recruiting all the way from Europe, right? I get back to Ross and essentially graduate without a job. And when I get back to DC, that's when I realize, like, oh crap, I I gotta figure this out. Like it's not cute anymore. I'm away from all the other people who can reassure me, like, oh, I don't have a job yet either. Oh yeah, I'm running recruiting for tech. So, you know, I'm still working at it. Like I was isolated and realizing that I don't have a job. People were starting to update their LinkedIn's as they started working in June and July. And here I was just feeling dejected and like a failure because I graduated with my MBA and no job. And that's when I started updating my resume and cover letters even more than they already were. I started up my website again. That's why NikaylaMatthews.com, my um, professional website is mainly like another resume because I wanted to show recruiters what I was about in a, in a, you know, jazzier way than on LinkedIn. And originally when I started my blog, KaylaKSpeaks.com, it was to dissect marketing um, current events and news and really drill down in the analytics and present them in my way to show how analytical I was to recruiters. Like I was doing all this other stuff to impress people. And then finally, after interview, after interview, after going through six rounds of interviews for Uber and not getting that final offer, I decided I had had enough. I was tired of begging and hoping someone else would choose me. I started freelance uh, social media consulting. I was working with one client and the role that I currently have kind of came about really organically. At the time, I was so jaded and over jobs that, you know, in my first phone call with my with my would be boss, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a spectrum of opportunities like I I would rather be, you know, freelance or part-time. Full-time is something that I might consider. Like that's how over it I was. I was, it was even like, I don't even know if I'm about this full-time life. (laughs) Um, It ended up that I think that my interests and goals aligned so well with my current role at NPR that I decided to to, um, take it on full-time. But at the time, that's how over um, the, the, the thought of working for someone else or being accepted or rejected by anyone else made me feel like I was just over it. And I say all this to say, I realized and recently was reminded that I've learned so much in this process of rejection. You guys, like it was such a valuable lesson. And I want to talk through some of these today because Sometimes people hear side hustling or, you know, they hear side hustle pro and they're like, that's cute, but that's for someone else. I could never or uh, entrepreneurship. I don't know about that. And I get it. Like not everybody is meant to work for themselves. Not everyone's interested. And that is okay. But I want you to still have the side hustle mindset because you need the side hustle mindset. Because let me tell you something like. You cannot get too comfortable anywhere. Like you have to be able to do for self and have brand you first before you think about brand anywhere else hiring you. So here's some of the valuable lessons that I've learned throughout this whole experience. Not getting the offer freed me up from going down this path I'd already been down, right? 
chasing down a big name, even though it wasn't the best fit. Like I knew in my heart of hearts that I hated ad sales. Like shout out to all of you guys that love sales. But me personally, Nikayla does not like ad sales, right? And I wasn't passionate about it. But I think the part that hurt the most besides, you know, my crushed ego was having this rug pulled out from beneath me where I could no longer hide the fact that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life because I was hiding behind this big name. When you don't have the shield of this big name, you have to really look yourself in the mirror, look yourself in the eyes and say like, who am I? What do I want out of life? What do I want my impact and legacy to be? And how am I going to achieve that? And Another thing that happened when I left, you know, when I didn't have the full-time Google offers, I realized like I didn't know where to go next because when you have this big name on your resume, you feel defined by that name. You feel like, oh, this makes me great and therefore I need something else this big to make me great instead of knowing in your heart that you're already great. Like you make wherever you go great because it's you and you're entering that workplace and you're going to do awesome work. You start, at least I did, I can't speak for anyone else, but I started getting attached to the name and not the actual work and not and not actually tapping into what I could do and my own talents, okay? So moving on from that, the valuable, the most valuable lesson that I think I learned was failure is an event. I think actually I heard, I may have heard my leaked heel say this, and I wrote this down because it was so powerful. Because even a year out from that rejection, I found myself still having this bruised ego. Like I was kind of carrying that around. Like it was like a stain on my reputation or something when, listen, failure is an event. It's not a personality trait. Like, I'm not going to put on that failure badge, right? Like, I am now permanently a failure or a reject because this one thing happened. No, it's an event. My ego got bruised. I learned from it. And now I'm moving on. And number two, (laughs) this is another thing I got from someone else. When I started my first job ever out of undergrad, right, the first day of that job, We sit down for like a brown bag with some executive. And in hindsight, I don't know what that executive was going through, but this is the advice he chose to give us young, you know, 22 year old, eager new employees fresh out of undergrad. He said, don't get your ass confused with your chair. And what he meant by that is don't get too comfortable or don't start feeling yourself because you got this big chair, you have a corner office, you have this title and you start feeling like that's what makes you you and you really feel good about yourself because of all these things, but you're not defined by what you do or where you work. And I'm so glad that I didn't have the opportunity to full time go back into that mindset of feeling good about myself because of another person's brand. Like, you know, that's really great for the founders of Google, but I want to find my own thing. I want to feel like, look what I put out into the world, like working for someone else. I want to feel good that I'm working for me. And oftentimes we hide behind that. But when you're forced to tap into who you are and what you're good at without a title or someone else's brand, it's really a very revealing process. 
The third thing I learned from all this rejection that I thought was such a horrible thing was it also taught me to just stop waiting around for someone else to choose me. Before I got my current role at NPR, I was had my mindset like I choose myself, like I'm good enough and I am pouring into myself. I'm developing my skill sets. I'm setting up my website the way I want to and I'm gonna nurture and educate myself about the skill sets that I want to get even better at because I never want to have to worry again about if someone will pick me. If I'm good enough or, you know, am I going to get this promotion or this bonus? Like even now, I hate when I start feeling that mentality because I want to know that I can create my own life. I can create my own career and paid opportunities. If I want to work at X, great. If I don't, here's what I can do. Here's how I can continue to get paid and provide income for my family. And I would never have had that mindset had I not been rejected. I would always have that mindset of I need X to brand to validate me or I need, if I get fired, I need to try to find another job. Like I know now without a doubt that should something happen, should I get laid off, God forbid, I know I can provide for myself. And that's the kind of empowerment that side hustling has given me. I feel more confident and empowered than ever before because I've invested in myself first and foremost. And also being rejected taught me my why. And the why is the whole reason for today's episode. Because recently I've actually been in a funk I've been in a little bit of a rut and I've hit a plateau where I've just kind of been going through the motions. You know, I know what to do each week to get these episodes out. I'm just like, I know, you know, step one, step two, step three, step four. Like it's starting to become something I could do, not in my sleep because editing is still hard, but it's something that's become this routine and the excitement of when like I was first starting to launch, like that's not there, right? That's always going to fade. It's like when you first get into a relationship, like the butterflies you feel when you don't some don't know someone are not going to last um, when you see each other every day, you know, with your, your scarf on. So <laughs> you, I have to find a way to motivate myself. So I've been doing a lot of mindset work because I know that I cannot, afford to let myself lose um, motivation and lose energy and enthusiasm. So I started reading this book um, by Brandon Carter. It's it's called, I think it's The Seven Steps to Being Awesome or something like that. I'll link to it in the show notes. And reading this just just ref- just really like re-energized me because it made me realize what my why is. The why I side hustle being rejected taught me this why, and now reading this book has confirmed and affirmed this why. And the why is I want to encourage other people to live unboxed and do so with no apologies. Like F the boxes, F the categories that we're trying to put ourselves in. You know, like all my life I was told to change and felt like a weirdo from being born on a leap year to, you know, being an INFJ and the whole Myers-Briggs thing. I could never, I can rarely find other INFJs and just feeling like I don't quite fit in. You know, I've gone on trips with like 
18 people and felt like the odd one out because, you know, my type of trip and my type of chill is apparently not other type of people's. And so all my life, I've been trying to just fit in these boxes because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. You're supposed to go to college. You're supposed to do X, but it was never right. Like people ask me, why are you majoring in communications? You know, what are you going to do with that degree? Um, what is communications? Or when I got out of grad- undergrad, why are you working in media? You're not going to make any money. Why are you making less than your, you know, college tuition costs? Like it just never ended. And I went to business school kind of trying to get back into line again because I had experienced all these different careers and still felt like, okay, I'm lost in the world. Maybe if I go back to B school and do the, um, you know, the, the straight lace thing, then I'll get into formation. Got to B school and realized, wait a second, I'm not filling any of these boxes. I don't fit into any of these. I don't want to be a consultant. I don't want to do that. And don't don't let me shortchange B school by saying that that's all it is because it's not. I had a phenomenal experience and I would do it over and over again. But what I'm saying is there are always going to be dominant narratives wherever you go in life. Society has dominant narratives. You start to feel like that's what success looks like, whether it's a doctor, whether it's a lawyer. And it takes a really strong person to push past that and to accept one that I'm different. I want something different for my life and that is okay. And so my why is to encourage other people to one, accept that you also are living outside the box Two, be okay with that. Understand that it's okay. And three, now start finding your pathway to what you really want to do. Like you've been doing all these different things all your life. You are fighting against your own mind that's telling you that, oh, it's not possible. Like you can't do that. Like that's going to be hard. Like, yes, it's going to be hard. So I'm here to encourage not only you, but myself, myself, because clearly I'm still on the path to it, but encourage us to say, We know it's going to be hard. We know it's outside of the framework that we've been taught our whole life, but we know it's possible. And we know that long term, we want to create our own path, our own business, our own life so we can have that freedom and we can shape the future that we want rather than having it dictated to us because that's what we need for our sanity. That's what we need to move forward. So I'm still figuring out how I will do that, but having my why has proven to be a really powerful anchor to keep me going and being reminded of my why has definitely re-energized me because you guys know that this podcast stuff ain't easy. Um, I just released, um, I just published a blog post about how to start a a podcast when you have no experience. And if you read that, first of all, the post took me like a week to write because I had to, I wanted to be as thorough as possible to show you all of my steps, right? And so if you read that post, you'll realize just how time intensive this process is. So it ain't easy to stay enthusiastic every week, but being re-energized and reminded of my why, y'all, I feel so good. So today, I really hope that I inspire someone to one, stop being ashamed of whatever rejection or failures you felt like you experienced in the path, and two, 
live unboxed. If that's what you want to do, live unboxed. It's okay if you don't have the answer right now. That's why we side hustle so we could explore and dabble on the side until we figure out exactly what we want to pursue full time. And two is that everyone should start a side hustle to invest in yourself first and foremost. Do not get your butt confused with your chair. Even if you don't want to work for yourself full time one day, invest in your skills. Like who are you outside of your full time role, outside of all these titles? When you're stripped of that, what are you good at? Do you want to be good at that or do you want to be good at something else? Or you, did you just fall into this and you've been doing it for so long that you don't want to lose that level of expertise that you now have? We're only given a short time on this earth. We really have a finite number of years on this earth and it is not worth not doing what you want to do and not exploring what you want to do. So start that side hustle, use negativity to fuel you and to turn that into positivity. And if you need encouragement and if you want to talk further, I really encourage you to join the Side Hustle Pro community on Facebook because we're constantly having conversations like this, expressing our latest endeavors, fears, concerns, challenges, resources, you name it, you guys. Come and talk to all of us and let's do this. So if you want to hit up the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community, just go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. I'll include that in the show notes as well. Let me know what you think of this episode as well. I hope it was beneficial. Thanks y'all. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And if you want to hear more from me, you can find me online at sidehustlepro.co and on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Side Hustle Pro. Talk to you next week.